0: Welcome to episode 1 of Possum University Rebooted. I don't know how we were going to do an intro because this is uncharted waters, but this seems fitting. Uh resource guarding, doorbells, edible money, ask the trainer. That was our first episode ever. So, uh let's dig into that. You going to say anything?
1: Oh, I thought you were doing the intro. I am doing the intro. Okay, cool.
0: They know who we are. Yes, hopefully. it's
1: true. It's true. Hopefully, <laughs> this isn't your first episode that you're listening
0: to because you'd be very confused. Here man. it is, Memory Lane, the old intro. So weird. Season one, episode Welcome one. Welcome
1: to the Possum University Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Caponata. Say hi, John.
0: Hi, dog friends. Weird. Hope doing well. For those of you that don't know, we may have made a terrible mistake. Uh, The beginning of this week. Oh,
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Cutest mistake I've ever made.
0: Why don't you tell them what we did?
1: Well, this past weekend, we were honored to take on a Monmouth County SPCA transport to South Carolina. We brought home 21 dogs and... Our newly adopted puppy was one of the 21.
0: For those of you that want to see her, we're going to post her on at Possum University and at Possum Walks NJ on Instagram. Uh, you can see how cute she is. Uh, she's really cool. She's a Catahoula. So that's Opal.
1: <laughs> I, I wasn't totally, expecting that.
0: I totally forgot about that. That Our first episode was, it was March 1st, 2019, and we're talking about Opal. Yeah that's a punch in the gut all right
1: i wasn't expecting to cry on the first one
0: all right so yeah
1: (laughs) for anybody that doesn't know opal was our baby who we had to put down at a year and two months old because she had uh chronic seizures
0: yeah you uh there's plenty of episodes about that i think we even have an episode called opal story so if you don't know i would definitely recommend checking that out if you're ready to cry be very sad yes
1: Yes. Leopard I believe dog that is what it's called. Mix?
0: Catahoula leopard. We didn't even know what it was. This is our first time with that breed. Uh, yeah. She's blind. Well, So is, we think. Yeah. No, she's, she's blind. blind. So yeah, she ended up being blind. She's really special. Uh, we're hoping that we're, you know, between the two of us will be equipped enough to handle her and housebreak her and teach her everything she needs to learn.
1: Housebreaking is pretty tough because most of the time when you have a puppy, you look for them... Sniffing the ground, and you're like, oh, they got to go out. Pick and them she
0: up. She sniffs everything. Because she's blind. Yeah, everything. So. We ended up having to teach her, like, housebreaker, like, 13 times. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, she It, seems it like was, she was tough. To it was a challenge. We were right with it's that. very stressful. And then when it doesn't look like she's got to pee, she pees on the ground. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, about, what, almost two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. you had asked everybody in the Paulson University group, if they had any questions for you. Yes, so I did. Today, we're going to answer those questions. Let me hear we'll them. see how good of a trainer you are. <laughs> so, okay. we'll start with... No- so, before we get into that, I think that you should see if your answer has changed at all on these questions. That would be interesting.
1: I feel like it's. these are going to be cringeworthy.
0: They might be. I mean, I'm you're a little nervous. about three years.
1: Yeah, and I'm a very different trainer than I was back then.
0: Two years. Two years? Two and a half years of growth. Yeah, and a lot has changed since then.
1: Yeah, my certification has changed since yeah. then.
0: this should be fun. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm a little Cole nervous. Rickham,
0: who obviously Nikki works with you with Possum Walks. Mm-hmm. She's asking how she can get B to stop being so food or toy aggressive with other dogs. Crying face.
1: This is a this is a tough one because this is a multi layered issue. Um, B is not too old. He is can still considered a puppy in my eyes. He is a rescue, so what happened to him when he was a puppy before Nikki adopted him is unknown. For whatever reason, whether it's DNA related, learned behavior, it could be insecurities, he is starting to well not starting to, he is full blown guarding.
0: So you're familiar with this issue?
1: Yes. Yes. This this happens quite often. Especially a house that has More than one pet in it. Usually that one pet. What's funny to me is your editing skills, how much you had to edit me, and how non-fluent I was back then with what I wanted to say. (laughs) Like, honestly, listening to myself right now is like pulling teeth, and I'm like,
0: It gets worse. Thank you. (laughs) No, on other... On the non-Ask the Trainer ones where it was like not off the cuff and we sat down with a script. Oh, God. I'm like Stupid. so not
1: looking. You guys are probably enjoying this, but this is this is cringeworthy it's for good. me. was good. That has the insecurity or that resource guarding trigger will start to do it in their teenage years, whether they weren't doing it when they were a puppy. But once they hit a little before a year, a little bit after a year, that's usually when it starts to manifest. This can be solved if it is caught quickly. And I'm not saying it. All still good. All still good. I would explain it better. That was choppy uh, coming into maturity and those insecure thoughts and insecure feelings that dogs have when they are no longer a puppy and see the world that they do. Yeah. You know, so, um, yes, correct, but choppy. Can't be solved if it's not caught quickly, but it's much easier if you catch it quickly. If you finally say, we got something going on, let's get a trainer. When you wait it out and thinking that it's just going to go away, you're setting yourself up to fail because it will not. It is a learned behavior. It is impulsive. They cannot stop themselves. They see red. They they guard from their siblings. They guard from their parents. They are guarding. They are seeing red. They are no, no longer themselves and you are no longer you. So we need to take a lot of precious care with this because it can get very dangerous. If a dog is guarding, growling, they're telling you, I'm uncomfortable. But if you push them, that can be very dangerous for both because you don't want to get bit. You don't want your other dog, your other cat, your other pet to get bit. And you don't want to put your dog in that scary situation because they can't help themselves. They have zero self-control in that moment. So if they do bite, it's not their personality that's saying, oh my God, I'm going to bite my mom right now. It's more of they think they have no other choice because what they are guarding is the most important thing in the world to them at that moment in time.
0: What's with the sexy party girl voice?
1: Oh, thanks.
0: What was going on? Were you sick or something? I
1: might have been. I don't know. What still, were you going to say? All true though. Everything I said was true and, and what I still believe. I would I would describe it a little bit different now. I'm very like melodramatic there.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. mm. <laughs> That's really frustrating. Very frustrating. Thank you for the input, John. Great job. Great job. The (laughs) ollie-oop.
1: I'm dying right now. The ollie-oop. Thank you so much for for that knowledgeable response.
0: Points on the scoreboard. Let's go. (laughs) What could Nicole work on specifically?
1: She's going to have to do a lot of counter conditioning. I'm actually meeting with her this week, and we're going to go over it and sit down. And I want to know a lot of information of when it started. What did he start guarding first? What did he do when you tried to take it away? I need to know all these things. It's a lot of information that goes into it. It's not just a one-stop deal. It's definitely multi-layered. Um, we're going to have to make sure that other than when he's gardening, he's a happy, healthy dog. We need to make sure nothing else is going on, especially not medically. Now, when it comes to B and Romeo, his brother, their relationship, what can we improve on that standpoint that he's choosing Romeo um, when it comes to gardening? And why is he choosing those bones? They must be extremely high value to him. How can we make them less high value? Can we trade with him when Rome isn't there? Yeah. Is it just Rome that sets him off? Or is it anybody going near his bone? These are all things that we need to figure out. It's it's not, here's your answer, try this, and you got that solved. It's... Okay, so I'm going to correct myself. Mm. No trading. No trading at all. That has drastically changed in my eyes. And I did say, it's funny that I just said that um, and that we're doing this now because last week I I was very honest with somebody and said, yes, years ago I would say absolutely trade with a dog when they're guarding, but I don't do that anymore. That's bribery. Um, And it makes the thing more valuable. So I correct myself. Do not listen to that. (laughs) No. (laughs) No trading. So
0: what, could you give a little bit more? value to that statement other than don't do that um you have to make entirely thing, retracting from the value of this podcast what can you do instead yeah. without going crazy into detail
1: yeah trying not to go into crazy detail because that's what i do because i can't stop talking um so let's give me an example a bully stick right um dog has a bully stick you want to get the bully stick away because they ate too much and you want them to get a belly ache. they can't understand that that cause and effect you have their best interest in in heart. Right. Um, so how do I get the bully stick away from Pudgelina? Because I'm going to use her as an example, right? I'm going to tell John, go ask Pudge if she wants to go outside to do pee-pees, go take her for a walk, go do something else with her. So she physically drops the bully stick and leaves it on the couch, on the floor, on the bed, whatever. She leaves it so willingly.
0: So you want to trade. You don't want to trade. You want to disengage.
1: I want her to disengage from the object, Find to, 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 to do something that's... Different. Breaking that that obsession over what she has right at that moment. Take the the possession away from her. Get her away from it willingly. She drops it. She leaves the room. I take the bully stick, put it in the cabinet. She never sees me touch it. If I touch her stuff, I make it more valuable. She thinks... You must think that this thing is valuable too, but you and I both know we're not eating bully sticks anytime soon.
0: No, thank you. She
1: doesn't understand that. So I need to make everything that a dog is guarding less valuable to them. That's just an example of a bully stick, right? If it's other objects, then we, we got to play around with those objects, right? So it's it's situational. Very multi-layered and it really depends. Each dog is very different when it comes to guarding.
0: All right. It's a lot of variables. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So good luck, B. <laughs> i think that if anybody can thanks fix john you.
1: <laughs> thank Go. you i appreciate that well Nikki's a good dog mom so i'm excited to yeah, work with her she
0: is let's see i think that issue has gotten better for them as well yeah at I least the management can. of it mm-hmm. so absolutely that's good yeah maggie mcgill we hope barley will get better at staying under control when encountering people and dogs she hasn't met before any tips for that
1: Barley is a recent rescue from the SPCA actually, and she's gonna take a little bit to sink into her life. She was surrendered and then she was readopted within two weeks. It's a very stressful situation. She was also living with another dog in the house that she was surrendered from, and now she's not. She lives by herself with her mom and dad. So that's a lot. It's very different. She loves her mom and dad, very attached to them, and she's normally much more friendly to other dogs and strangers when they are with her. We find that when we come to walk her during the day that she's very scared, growling and staying by herself will not move from the spot no matter how many treats you want to give her. This is anxiety and this is for some reason a trigger for her. So we need to work through that but we do have to remember that she is a brand new rescue. They only got her about two and a half weeks ago. So she needs to settle in. Her nerves need to calm She needs to realize that she's not going anywhere. This is her routine. And slowly but surely, she will sink in. And and then we will really work on her meeting other dogs and staying under control and meeting new strangers outside when she's on leash as well and acting appropriately. We can't start training until she's more comfortable with her daily life.
0: And we're going to get back to a baseline.
1: Absolutely. We're going to give her the time that she needs to settle in. And that's one of the most important things about getting a rescue. Do not push them. Do not invite new people over. Do not check for ticks. Do not clean their ears. Don't do their nails. They need to settle in. And that's a a big mistake I think people make when they first get or adopt a new dog. It's like you want to do all these things that you would do to any other dog you've had for years, but you really need to put the brakes on. And remember, this is all new for them.
0: Yeah. You need to earn their trust. It's scary. Yeah. For sure. So I actually did an entire Instagram post and then went to Facebook too. I did, I did a whole, we'll just call it a post about decompression time. Not too long ago. It was a picture of me and Tishy. We were cuddling on the couch and I said, decompression time, bringing home a dog is an exciting life-changing event. It's normal to be champing at the bit to invite family and friends over to meet your new dog or puppy. But for your dog, this can be an incredibly stressful time, especially if you rescued them with a the shelter. The first few weeks are extremely important as they'll shape the foundations of your relationship. The reality is your dog doesn't know you, not yet. Spend the next few weeks earning their trust, not testing their boundaries. Skip skip the manicure. The bath can wait. Respect their resources. Learn home before hitting the town. So let them explore the house before they are forced to go walk around Red Bank or something, whatever your downtown is. Avoid scenarios where they may feel they need to protect themselves. Then I said, so what can you do? Give them a safe space to relax. Allow them the freedom to explore their new home, controlled if a puppy, and that means if it's a puppy, leash them up and allow them to walk around the house on leash. Establish a strong reinforcement history by rewarding good behaviors like going potty outside. And what that means is if you only reward with a treat every now and then, then they're going to think, well, they might be bluffing this time. So you establish that strong reward history by every single time they do the right thing, they show the right behavior, you're going to reward it. And uh, after a few weeks, most dogs decompress from the stress of the shelter, settle into their new home and routine. When we started fostering Tishy, she was a ball of stress. She would pace and pant. Her skin was pink from stress, and it seemed like we would never be able to bond with her, which is true. Yeah. It It was a little rough at first. It
1: was. I didn't think that she'd still be here.
0: Tishy was bounced around a bit after being surrendered to the shelter from a situation that was far from ideal, living outside on pavement. She went from one shelter to another shelter to a foster home to another foster home, which was us, in a matter of only eight months. Every time she adjusted to her new arrangements, the other shoe would drop, and she would soon be uprooted again with no true home. We knew it would take time for her to trust us, and we knew she had lost her home family, and, and family so many times. Fostering can be a double-edged sword like that. Our home needed to be her forever home. It took her about four months to fully decompress and settle into her place in our family. The dog we see now is nothing like the dog we brought home. If there was a way to show her true, decompressed self, she would have been adopted in a day. And I ended it with, take a chance, give the platform to heal, to trust. These are the dogs everyone misses out on. And then swipe for a glow up. Oh, I love and it was a little little tissue glow up. Yeah. Um, but no, it's funny. It's just still the theme today.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: So our sister, Nikki, yeah. says, I wish I could teach him how to make me coffee in the morning. Now, if this is possible, I'm going to be really mad at you because we have three dogs. Still working on this one. ...dogs now, and not a single one knows how to make me coffee.
1: No, no, they are no baristas, that's for sure. Oh, please looking okay. at me like, teach Sorry, me. Sorry, Nikki. Yep, no no luck there. They don't have thumbs.
0: Vanessa Koppel says... I wish the boys Baron Odin would walk on leash together without running and pulling. I wish they could go for a walk, not a sprint down the block at breakneck pace, only to be snorting on the verge of collapse five minutes later.
1: <laughs> These are my two favorite bulldogs in the entire world. They're brothers, and they are just so so funny. I miss What personalities on them? So my advice for Vanessa is to get a front clip harness. Um, this will change your life. It. Still changes true. the entire walking experience. Dogs have an operative nerve in the back of their necks, and it's basically a reef.
0: There it is. Ah. I was wondering how many episodes we get in before we found the uh, the nonsense. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> and we did do a full episode correcting ourselves on this, so I'm not going to go crazy into detail. But let me just There's find... There's a
1: better explanation of this and how John and I were wrong about the terminology that we were using. I just want
0: to find what that episode was called or we corrected it. It was something like we were wrong or confession. <laughs> um, no. Someone's stealing our content. We never got to the bottom of that. Can you give me give me some time here?
1: Yeah, I can give you some time. Um, I really miss those dogs. Um. Odin and Bear, and then they had a Shih Tzu brother who literally, I would I would equate him to like Pudgeline. She truly believes that she should be an only child, and I think that Gizmo felt the same. Um, thankfully, mom and dad put baby gates up to like give him an out, and he was the only one that could fit through the cat door in the baby gate. So they actually had to zip tie the gates to the wall because the brothers were just like the bash bros. Like they're just taken stuff out with their faces and oh god I do miss them a lot they're great
0: yeah um no luck okay I'm not finding you that's okay but it w- we did an episode at there some point there is an
1: episode where we where we corrected ourselves talking about um the conditioned nerve that dogs do conditioned have. reflex yeah conditioned you're reflex you're still getting it wrong I am sorry because I
0: need to give you a little like a uh, little fact sheet for you to just read off of for your clients yeah because it is complicated but basically there is no Operative nerve, whatever that is. There's no nerve in the back of their, between their shoulder blades um, that's going to make them pull. It's a conditioned reflex to pull. So typically um, when they feel that pull against their back, they want to march on forward. Because they
1: learn from a very early age when we put them on leash as puppies that they can pull against us and we will pull them yeah, as well. Right. And, and if they pancake and dig into the ground, they can get to go where they want to go.
0: Yeah. So, and if they do pull, they they get access to where they you know, things they want access to. So it works. And and I said on that podcast as well that, like, we are conditioned to do the same thing. Yeah, we, we pull against. How many times when you're taking your dog for a walk, if you have a puller, are you immediately t- tucking your elbow back behind your back? Like bracing for the pull on on the leash even before they're pulling. like you didn't like, tell
1: yourself to do that your brain just right. sees what's happening and,
0: and that's a conditioned reflex yeah
1: so it's the same thing with dogs it's not an operative nerve that they're born with that i thought that it was no. although i do have to say that was in my book my training book
0: yeah well we need to so um, it's not
1: like i just made it up
0: we need to have a talk with them
1: <laughs> that makes them want to grip the ground and pull so what you're doing right now jump forward um, a bit. When they have the front clip harness on, those reactivities and those behaviors fade away
0: very quickly. So, so the front clip, that's the easy I pause? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's, it's the uh, the brand
1: harness. is PetSafe actually. It's not even letting me pause. Right Hold on.
0: That's a really good one. Oakley does great on his easy oh, walk. Oh, he loves it. So our good does friend Chris really well, from his Future says, "I wish I worked with Morgan and Miles more when greeting people at the door." So we know it's not letting me knows anymore. her dogs. It, it just but the whole what's thing something easy she went south. What them? I was going to say is the Easy Walk still functions the way we said it functions because mm-hmm. it's still not triggering that reflex.
1: Yes, My clients, um, because it's embarrassing. Mm. You invite people over, and then your dogs are all over them, and it basically looks like you have zero control over your pets. Right, which is not usually the case. A lot of times, dogs really do respect their owners, but some for some reason, people coming in is such a trigger. It just, it releases this overstimulated behavior in them, and again, they have zero control when it comes to this, because unless they practice, it's not going to get fixed overnight. I think that people think, all right, if I ignore this long enough, maybe one day they'll just stop, but let me tell you, spoiler alert. Not going to happen. They are not going to wake up one day and say, huh, I think I'm going to behave myself when people come over today. It's not going to happen. They need practice. and they.
0: Well, I guess we're talking about craziness at the door.
1: Yes. Um, I agree that it does It does need practice. I think the one thing I would add is that people wait. For, I call them, now I call them the big kahuna moments, like grandma and grandpa coming over, anybody that really excites them in general. Yeah. We wait for those moments to practice, and it needs to start at a, at a lower level of stress. And that's where people miss out on. They only practice in those really high intense moments. Need discipline. And they need to know my two favorite commands, look and wait. Mm-hmm. They need to wait at least. Still true. I would say five feet away from the door. An appropriate Seven to amount 10 now. for mm-hmm. people to come in, take their coat off before getting you know bombarded. I like the sit and wait because it gives them a command to do it, gives them something to focus on when that person is coming in. It's giving them a purpose, something to do, rather than to just be flailing around with their arms and their legs jumping and and mouthy and getting overstimulated. Still true. Um, It gives them something to do. Instead of going to 10, they're at like an even 4 Still true on the crazy scale.
0: Did you say look and wait? Look and wait. Look and wait, yeah. So the look and wait are their commands, but they're – used for management, so it's a way to, like, be hands-off but still have control over...
1: Yeah, it's, like I say now, and I think it's good to mention that, commands are great, but they they need to be... This is,
0: sorry, my bad. <laughs> they
1: need to be used w- with behavior modification. It's not just, oh, you know, keep making them practice the command and you'll you'll get better and better at it. It's, you need to keep adding more and more stress to those situations so they can learn to have impulse control in those stressful moments.
0: Right. It's really hard to work on because I'm totally guilty of it. When you walk into somebody's house and the dog's jumping all over you, and you're like, "Oh no, it's fine," but like, I don't do that anymore. I know, neither. I turn my back. Mm-hmm. All parties need to be participating. Absolutely. In the Otherwise, you're you're not helping. Yes,
1: them. it's always those friends that are like, "Oh no, it's okay. Yeah. They're fine. That's I love me. them."
0: That's me. <laughs> Way to go, John. All right. Arlene uh, says that. Is that Candy? Yes, Candy. So Arlene says, Candy is a sweetheart with us and the people she knows, but is anxious around strangers where she can enjoy people more.
1: Candy, what a girl.
0: She- I think we could just talk about this now at this point. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, go ahead. Ugh. I had to set you up for that. Well, unfortunately.
1: May she rest in peace.
0: Candy, um, unfortunately, passed away. Yeah. So uh, there's no sense in revisiting this question, I no. don't think. No. no. Um, there was some...
1: There was an incident. There was an
0: incident. Um, Trai-
1: training advice was not taken. Yeah. There was an incident, and she's now gone. That's
0: very sad. So,
1: it's not going to touch on that, but let's be honest, we didn't agree with the decision.
0: No. No, it's hard to agree with a decision when you, you put a dog in a situation and they...
1: Clearly couldn't can uh, handle. They
0: they you knew they wouldn't be able to handle it, and they they acted exactly how you thought they were going to act. Mm-hmm. A dangerous dog is unpredictable. Candy wasn't unpredictable. Yeah, no. so that's that. I'm going he to skip that. Was ahead.
1: adopted uh, very good to her. And they have my dog. Mm-hmm.
0: Candy first coupler. <laughs> it was pretty nice. It was a
1: beautiful coupler. It was, it was and stitched <laughs> by oh. canine tackle. Me a coupler. That is what it's called. Um, oh, you got me that coupler for was my, it birthday my birthday. That <laughs> you bought me the coupler. <laughs>
0: yeah, how about that? Yeah, it was. All <laughs> right, so we're talking about a coupler now.
1: Um, For my birthday...
0: A coupler is what you use to connect two dogs to one leash.
1: I'm also
0: pretty sure because I jumped ahead. I'm giving a shout out to someone who is a competitor, basically, at this point.
1: Oh, God. Weird. A coupler, that is what it's called. It is basically...
0: But it's not just any coupler, it was pretty nice. It was a beautiful coupler, it, it, it is really nice. <laughs> I don't know where, where it is, <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, it's in the garage with all of our other dog yes, stuff
1: and really nice colors that match my brand. And I absolutely love it. I use it all the time. I love how we said my brand, um, not our with brand. Dogs that
0: I was not as involved back then. I don't
1: even think that you quit your job yet. At this point, you were still working for the SPCA. I was at the SPCA, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I was still, I was still a law enforcement. It officer. was technically still just my business.
0: Yeah, I just designed everything for you. <laughs> Slaved over the computer, just
1: used you for your design knowledge.
0: Still trying to get my royalties.
1: Walk together. Nobody that pays me. me and gum all over the place. Either one's fast, one's slow, or just both are fast, and you're outnumbered. Um, the coupler is great because it basically attaches to both collars of the dog or both harnesses of the dogs then it comes to one ring that you then take your leash and attach to that so when right, they how long do we spend other, explaining oh, what a couple coupler yeah, exactly, no. each this way let me put it into perspective for everybody it's not dog friendly if those
0: necessarily have a better time off leash um, let's see
1: i think it's kind of it's, crazy for them makes them
0: nervous yeah if, if that's all they know is being on leash and if you're walking them with the proper hardware where they're not pulling like crazy you know then there's there's no additional benefit of being off leash well there's
1: also so many alternatives what about a long line right long lines are awesome yeah. i suggest them to my clients all the time
0: you still have that handle on your dog but they have a little bit more freedom they can stretch their legs a little mean, more but... they
1: go up to like 50 feet i think yeah usually it's the 15 and the 25 are usually what people go for but the 50 i mean if you don't have a fenced in backyard, I totally get it. Fences are really expensive. If you get a long line that your dog can really enjoy itself and not get tangled around trees and, and tables and stuff like that, that's great. It's a great tool to use because they get a little bit more freedom. And you don't have to worry about, you know, running inside real quick to grab your phone or if there's an emergency. Like you can just run inside and not be worried that your dog's gonna run off. You know, there's a little bit of security with that. So there are, are alternatives.
0: So I think someone asked how to have their dog off leash, like how to train their dog to be yeah. off leash. I think that's what we And now I'm Hunter. way
1: more open about the fact that I will not teach you how no, to have yeah, your you, dog off leash. No way. I refuse to do so. Black Lab mix. He's pretty cool looking. <laughs> I've seen him posted on Possum. Mouse. He's very funny. Um, yes, Hunter is a jumper. I think it has a lot to do with his mix and breed. I missed
0: but- the damn question again. <laughs> jumping on people when he sees them. Okay, here we go. You know,
1: there's a little bit of security with that. So there are, are alternatives.
0: So, and Paxias says, "I want Hunter to stop jumping on people when he sees them."
1: Oh, Hunter's a crazy boy. He was. He is boy. a yeah. Basset Hound Black Lab mix. He's pretty cool looking. The bark on that <laughs> dog. <I've seen
0: laughs> okay. him posted on Possible. He's
1: very funny. Um, yes, Hunter is a jumper. I think it has a lot to do with his mix in breeds, but he definitely has that overstimulated personality when he gets excited. Um, but this comes from him needing more commands. He needs to be learning basic training, which will calm him down in those moments. It's not necessarily, all right, let's come up with the command that's going to help him stop jumping. It's all those other smaller commands that are going to be used to kind of wean off that type of behavior. Like, again, like the sit and wait. Right. That helps them control themselves, not go to 10, but stay at like an even 4 yeah, and that's just, you know, going over again, impulse control and practicing those things. It was, it was a very similar question to the one about the, the dogs, the people coming in the door.
0: Um, I'm sorry, I lost my spot because this player built into Buzzsprout is awful. So every time I skip, the pause and play button disappears. And the timestamp disappears, and it doesn't come back. That's strange. Yeah. So let's see where we are. To
1: use because they get a little bit more freedom. And you don't have to worry about you know running inside real no, quick. Where are we you, It's a different form of come. Um, it's, Touch. it's smaller commands that are going to be used. So oh, and Paxius says I want Hunter. to do okay, so yeah, anything else than what they normally do. There will tool that you can use. Um, these are for the impossible. There we go. For our Sorry. listeners that do not know what a howl dog is. <laughs> Um, Ooh. Our Pudge, she was rescued from a hoarding case in Howell, New Jersey, back in June 2016. So true. She was only three weeks old, and we found yeah, her. How but would that change? All <laughs> of her relatives were probably anywhere between six months and seven years. Seven years, seven seven years I would say.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, This was a pretty bad hoarding case. It was 200 and
0: 276 were removed. Um, 30-something were pregnant, so the final number was well over 300 dogs. Yes,
1: yes. I think it was in the 330s. Yeah. Um, these dogs, because of their the size of them, they were not socialized. There were only two people living in the house with them. They can't possibly touch and pet and love all 200 plus of them.
0: So when you say the size of them you're referring to the population? Yes, the okay.
1: population of them, how many dogs there were at one time. Right. Two people c- can't possibly show the amount of affection that each dog needs in that in that kind of setting. So these dogs basically came out of this house without any Yes. Uh I don't know the question. <laughs> what question were we answering? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we were just talking about Pudge and, and how she was a hoarding dog. Oh. We got really off topic back then.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't even know.
1: Well, why were we talking about that?
0: I don't know. To be quite honest with you. I think we were talking about how Pudge behaves.
1: Just in general.
0: And compared it to I really don't know. I'm just I'm lying at this I point, mean, to be honest. If with anybody's
1: you. wondering, Pudge is still bipolar.
0: Pudge is still a whack job. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about it
1: proper etiquette on how life works
0: any exposure to humans at all no
1: none or outside they were never outside yeah they didn't know what outside was um it was a very very sad situation but dana is one of them she's one of the survivors um she's awesome she's come such a long way we must have just missed the question yeah
0: this is my fault for choosing to do this on the the browser instead of just playing the audio file from my laptop is my fault, it's okay. So, I don't even know the question. Do you remember the question? I Dana believe it's you?
1: something about uh, Carolyn's dog Dana from the Howell case. Mm. I can't remember exactly what it is, but
0: is this the edible money question?
1: No, that's that was um, peanut. hey, She's a s-
0: don't spoil it.
1: Oh, sorry, sweetheart. She's still skittish, not too keen on people touching her that she doesn't know really well. I think only her really close family can do so. I actually house sat for them when they went on vacation, and she let me pet her a few times. But even that was a lot for her. So for her, it's it's definitely difficult to tell her, okay, it's okay to bark right now, but then listen to mom because there's oh, so much added anxiety for her. It's about getting her to stop barking at people.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good luck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. the same as any other regular dog that was adopted at as a young age. Still true. She went through something extremely traumatic, so... That's going to be a really hard thing for her to do um, because of that anxiety, whether, you know, you're going to get her to not really bark at all and trust you and know that no matter what stranger or person knocks on the front door, or the doorbell, what have you, that mom has it. Mom's mom's got it under control. I don't need to worry, but you can't go back and forth with her. That would be way too confusing for her.
0: Yeah, and we had Michelle Conti was asking uh about greeting guests without jumping on them. We covered that when we answered Anne's question about Hunter. Yes. And I think I missed one. Alnie Kunha says, I wish Peanut can learn the difference between toilet paper and money. <laughs> there it is. Now without any more context, you you might think that the dog is wiping his butt with money. I'm just realizing that now. Yes. No.
1: That's not the case.
0: No. <laughs> and there's a picture that's just really hard to look at um, a torn it's $25 20 dollars.
1: Yeah, it $25 does. for sure yeah so Ooh. I said I actually was a lot with this past week we, uh, we were training Pina and I asked her what happened with the money and Alan, actually grooms dogs from home. She has a grooming, uh, set up downstairs in her basement.
0: Oh, so here's a, a cool glow up. Yeah. She was grooming dogs from home. Now she moved on to buy this beautiful conversion van that's wrapped with her logo and like a nice bright orange. It's got the three dogs as so cartoons on the side. What um, I
1: love about it is that her and I discussed this while I was training peanut for like months from him being a baby. And she was like, I don't know. I've always wanted to have a, a truck. And I kept telling her, just do it. Just do it. You're yeah. going to be amazing. I was like, you've been grooming forever. You know what you're doing. And then she got this freaking truck. And now she's like just doing her damn thing. I adore it. It's, you know, I, I'm i so proud of her.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Beauty Paw. Is it, she's at Beauty Paw on Instagram. So yes. if you're in the Monmouth County area and you're looking for a groomer. She's, she's
1: more in like the long branch area
0: oh she stays over there
1: yeah she likes to stay she close must have a lot of clients i think she does yeah i think she really does because she doesn't when i've had other clients that are like kind of outside of her range she said i only kind of stay in the, the long branch area Gotta
0: respect that yeah nothing's I mean, worse than over promising yeah which we have a problem of doing and then we're like oh never get to rest why are you bringing that up as we record this all right. <laughs> I'm just anyway. Kidding. I enjoy this. Um, but yeah, that's a really cool glow up. I forgot that she was just doing it out of her basement. Yeah.
1: And she finds that when these dogs are over, he's super friendly with other dogs. But a lot of dogs, if you have a dog that needs to be groomed, um, nails trimmed, uh, buzzers for you know cutting the hair, it's not their favorite thing in the world. So they do get really stressed out and they cry or whimper or kind of scream a little bit even though they're not really in pain um, This stresses Peanut out so much. So she has noticed that when she has a particular dog over that is more difficult when it comes to grooming, that is when six-month-old Peanut will go and kind of tear some stuff up. Unfortunately, that day, he happened to find her wallet. Mm. So RIP to the $25. Um, I gave her some tips on how to eliminate him feeling... So stressed out when that happens, which is using enrichment to help out. And I also told her to look into some CBD oil for him. That's going to come down a little bit before dogs come over. It's a it's a great alternative to other medication. That's a whole. I I still agree with that. Yeah. Mental stimulation and some CBD.
0: Yeah, it's it's better than diving headfirst into medication. I still I, I I agree. Yeah, it's a good idea. Another
1: podcast episode. Yes, it is. Stay tuned for a CBD episode. In the new- still hasn't happened. We never did that.
0: We never did that. We gotta, we gotta arrange that. We also need to buy more CBD. You need your neck salve. Stuff. I
1: do. If anybody's wondering, my neck feels. Oh yeah, pretty good. Feeling pretty good. I would say about eighty-five. You're moving pretty
0: good. You definitely seem you complain less about your pain. Your pain used to be constant. Thank you. So you you seem to be. Yeah, more I get your, occasional headaches,
1: but um, I can pick the baby up. I can do a lot of things. That's all that matters. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's wrap this one up. Let's okay. see. How many minutes we have left? Two. Near future. Okay. That's it. So we're coming up on 30 minutes for this podcast. And over the last 30 minutes, Opal so proud. has pooped on the floor, um. stepped in it, <laughs> got a bath, and was put to bed. <laughs> I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> so we yeah. used to pause back yeah, then. Yeah, we had
0: to pause recording because she pooped, stepped in it, and then we had to give her a bath.
1: Oh, all in that God. and within that
0: episode. You'd never know it. That's amazing.
1: That is pretty impressive.
0: That's hilarious because I totally forgot about that. That's really funny. Oh, Opal. Opal Marie. We miss you, baby girl. May she rest in peace. Um, I think that's all that's left of this episode. I'm
1: pretty proud of us. All right. We are we are awesome parents. Yes.
0: We try. <laughs> we try. We still do. Um, yeah, that's it. So if you enjoyed that, that was a interesting little dive into history. Possum University podcast history.
1: That was kind of crazy for us too, though. Season
0: 1, Episode 1. Resource guarding doorbells and edible money. Yeah, it's pretty good. So if you like this, this rebooted series, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash possum. And from there, you can... If you would like to, you can join as a member. It's right now it's $7 a month, and that's going to get you full access to the rest of these episodes that we're going to put out. Uh, There'll be one every Friday until we finish season one, and then we'll go from there. If you guys want season two, we'll do season two. But uh, members also get a follow back on Instagram, and they're added to the close friends list, so that we're going to do Instagram stories starting tomorrow for close friends only. It's more of like a vlog style uh, behind the scenes a monthly merch giveaway so one person will get oh i don't know what just happened my whole computer just it just logged me out we'll do a monthly merch giveaway so one person will get merch a month we're going to pick someone randomly um a zoom call if we have if we can get enough people together we'll do a monthly zoom call I would answer love all your that. questions um i would love to hear from everybody just chat do you know hang out and uh you support the podcast keep it ad free and keep keep it going so that's all we have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the reboot. And if you want to see more reboots, you more, know where to find us. More
1: cringe worthy stuff.
0: Yeah. It's fun. I like it.
1: Yeah. I hate hearing myself talk. And I, I don't know what was going on that do party. Do you hear party parts barking yes. incessantly?
0: And Oakley has not left us alone. It's time we wrap this one up. Yep. Until next week.
1: Class dismissed.